Welcome to another season of Info Pilgrims. I am your host, Jack May. Joining me as always, David Dolby and Benjamin Drumgold. Boys, how have you guys been? Jack, I'm feeling great. I just want to say as hey, I... Hey, David, you want to put your face in front of the mic? Like, you know the, the it's screen? It's been a while. The other, other side, other side. There, there we are. You can turn it and move it. As I was going to say, one of the great things about getting older is <laughs> chest hair. I'm about it. <laughs> Adds a little variety to the unbuttoned shirt look. You know, I just I mean? want to. I just want to understand your brain when I ask you how, how have you been, and you said chest hair. <laughs> well, it just I feel good because I got a little bit of chest hair. I don't feel like Ken. I wish y'all could see this because like there's no chest hair. <laughs> that is the funniest thing. Yeah, he's like the beauty of a podcast, Ben. They don't have to know that. Oh, they don't gosh. have to know that. All right, so David's been chest hair. Ben, how have you been? Oh my goodness. Well. um Everything's been well, fine, dandy. I don't know. World's doing great. Um, maybe yeah, there's a lot of sarcasm in that. <laughs> We're starting off hot, boys. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't even know how to answer that question at this point. Uh, it's been interesting. It has been an interesting, interesting couple um, months. It's been an interesting couple months. Like, I, I, I like to think of the past couple months as an elevator ride. Hmm. Sometimes we go up. Sometimes we stop. Sometimes we go down. Hmm. I like that. It's nice and clean. Our elevators open these days because it's hard to keep your distance in there. Well, they better be Hot because uh, stair- <laughs> stairwells are not air conditioned. And they cause heavy breathing. Yes. So, oh. mm, you can't win. This is such a crazy start. <laughs> Just stay on the floor, bottom uh, level floor. This is exactly how I expected this podcast to start. But before we get into our topic, we got to talk about something that David's father posted on Facebook earlier today. I don't know if you know, Ben. But apparently, David skinned a rattlesnake early this morning. Care to elaborate? What the heck are you living? I got a <laughs> crocodile I, Dundee. I got a phone call at around eleven thirty this morning from my brother Robert, and he was basically saying, "David, we got a large snake in the yard. Get down here quick. When the snake gets in the garden, you gotta go for the gun." And I had a gun. I forgot that I also gave my dad a gun. I don't know if I should say that. He has a gun. It's legal. All right. So. Um, he Robert's like, Dad's going out to kill it, uh, but we need you to come down. I was like, No, I'll kill it. Don't let Dad shoot it. I and I said it like I was trying to protect them, but I really just wanted the kill for myself. But sure enough, as soon as I was driving in, my dad was just like holding this dead snake by the tail, and he just looked so proud. He's like, I domed it, headshot, first time. And I was like, Robert, how many shots did he take? And Robert's like, The story will remain one shot, one kill. And then he later was like, It's not like the Fourth of July out here. <laughs> Oh, that's incredible. But yeah, no, it was like a, a five foot long rattlesnake. And last time I killed a snake about a year ago, uh, I looked up on the internet because I didn't want to just throw it away. It's just this beautiful snake skin. Hmm. I looked up on the internet how to skin a snake and it was super simple. So this time I skinned it again. Just cut down the middle of the belly and then just peel off. After you chop off the head and then you just peel off the skin, it comes off easy. And I guess you can make <laughs> stuff out of it like book covers or shoes or I don't know. I'm going to give it to my nephew. Every time, every time that I have a long distance where me and David don't talk for long periods of time, he gets a little bit more off the grid on me. I end up killing a snake at some point. Like he just keeps getting farther and farther. Like he's basically be like, I don't have a cell phone anymore, Jack. I don't know you're gonna contact me me. again. I'll go smoke (laughs) smoke screens. (laughs) All right, the topic for today, guys. I thought you know we're we're all big sports fans. I thought we should talk about what is coronavirus doing to sports. So let's just start off. I want to I want to pick your guys' brains. 
Do you guys think sports is going to be affected in the long run? What's the time frame? Give me some of your guys' thoughts on that. David, go ahead. <laughs> I was like, Ben, please take this one. Let me gather my thoughts. But no, okay. I just would like to point out about two years ago on this podcast, I did say that the NFL would probably be done in five years. And at that point... he gave it, No, no, you gave it to 2023. 2023 I think that's what it was. You yeah. yeah. Okay. That's just crazy. Yeah. I, well, I thought it would be because... Oh, I looked back because I remember us having remember statements. That? Yeah. Well, it's, it's yet to be confirmed. We'll yep. see what happens. But honestly, the biggest thing for me that I worry about with professional sports is... And I think, Jack, you could attest because you're a fellow sports lover of excess. Um... <laughs> It seems like people are no longer playing as much for the love of the game, and they're playing more mm. for the money. And I just don't... Th- well, one, and I could see that, one, because it's such a physically demanding lifestyle. People yeah. take that for granted, but you like you had Andrew Luck retire because his body was getting brutalized, and Rob Gronkowski retired because his body was getting brutalized. And we as fans are like, why don't they want to play? They make millions of dollars, and you're having fun playing a sport. Mm. But you're in your 20s and 30s, and you're just like strict diet working out all the time then you play a sport that's injury prone and very like intense you get tired of that even with the money and if you take away the money aspect of that i feel like the, a big motivation is lost and i can't see how the money will stay there with the drop in fan base so howie long had a great statement he was talking about um sports in general of like why people played it so rough in the like the past you know 20 30 years and his statement was he was like a lot of these guys myself included we really didn't stand a chance in the regular workforce like we weren't as intelligent as other people we weren't uh, as you know uh uh usable in the workforce like all we basically could do was hard labor and he's like we saw sports as our outlet that was our way to make money do something what we love and go forward but now you know all these families these like parents are investing millions of dollars in their kids to see them succeed at the next level. And then the kids are just like, I hate this. Like, this is all I've done. This is all my, and like, once I get my, you know, two or $3 million, I don't have to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it anymore. Yeah. Uh, one of my thoughts was, I feel like the length of the career is mm-hmm. going to be shortened. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, a, a lot, you know, typically we see somebody who goes into college um, they've been in high school for four years. So let's say, you know, we're at high school ball for four years. We're at college ball for four years. We're now eight years in. Um, so now we're going to go for pro. And how many years are we going to be in pro? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I couldn't even tell you what the average is. I'm not even going to try to guess. It's like four in the NFL. Okay. Really? Four yeah. years. It's really that that's small. So, because most people don't pan out. Yeah. yeah so you're, that that's 12 years total. Mm-hmm. Um, like m- my thought is they get in, they get their money, they get out. Like, you know, uh, it's, it's a sad reality, but, and that's, that's not sustainable. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's interesting that we, I start off asking, do we think coronavirus and we are talking about people just retiring, not even coronavirus induced. Like we're just talking about people saying, Hey, I don't care about this sport anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the big thing is, is with circling back to coronavirus and the pro sports is um it all boils down to money oh yeah so when we say people don't like it anymore and they're not going to want to do it it's because they're not going to be able to get paid yeah you know my theory was let's say you know somebody comes in they get a five-year contract for 15 million Mm dollars 
I don't believe that they're going to be able to pay him fifteen million dollars anymore. Really? You might. I I I bet fifty percent cut. No. Well, you look at forty percent of revenue for all sports comes from ticket sales. Like people always say, like, oh, people aren't going to games, but yeah, they're still making a lot of money. Like even the Tampa Bay uh, Rays. Oh, we all joke about it. Like nobody goes to Rays games, but they still make forty percent of Absolutely. all of their earnings comes from that. And David, uh, David that means Silver, they make forty dollars. Yeah, David Silver, <laughs> right? That's the commissioner of NBA. Yeah, I uh, think so. Uh, he st- stated that the NBA is losing billions of dollars to do this. But I think one interesting thing that he's noticing is like if we don't continue the season, we're going to lose more money than that because people are going to lose interest in the sport. Yeah. So they're going to have to invest the money now for hopefully the next season that people are still interested in the sport. Yeah. So, you know, part of my theory was, okay, if people can't buy tickets, Mm. what are they going to buy? Because Mm. even though the American people love sports and we can't go to games, are we still going to want to support our teams? Mm -hmm. Because it's been ingrained in us since we were born to, you know, Pay for sport tickets, pay for jerseys, pay for apparel, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So, like you know, sitting here right now, Jack, you have a, a you know a an, an memorabilia. I don't know memorabilia. Yeah, yeah, for a for a team. Mm-hmm. So, oh, such a sad team too. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, this is a roast of me. No, I'm just saying, like uh, the Detroit you know, Dead people, Wings. Like it, it's just ingrained in us. Like if we're gonna buy if if. If we're at a, a store and there's a blank t-shirt and there's a t-shirt with our team logo on oh, it yeah. for the same price, we're going to buy our team logo. Oh, yeah, definitely. And so my thing is, is how do these teams creatively market something else to sell? So AMC mm-hmm. did something. They were like, hey, we're not going to be able to have people come to our movie theaters. Mm-hmm. So we're going to release movies digitally and let you rent them for one watch or 24 hours or whatever for 19.99. Mm. So what is pro sports going to do? So I, it's interesting you say that because I was doing my own research, like what could the sports do? And one thing that a lot of commissioners are talking about is looking at how esports are doing things. So a lot of esports, almost everything in esports, you know, you'll have maybe 500 people watching an esports things, but everything else is digitalized. Everything is live streamed and that's how, you know, fans watch it. And they're talking about how they they are having millions of people just watching them play video games, and these people don't even have to leave their homes now. They're just playing video games at home, and that's how they're they're being tracked. And so, these NFL, these NBA, these MLB, these NHL, all these teams are just are scrambling trying to figure out what works. And right now, I I I say this even though you know NBA is my favorite sport. I think NBA is doing it right with this bubble. I think right now there's a lot of panic. A lot of people are freaking out. Uh, there's no right way. There's no right or wrong way to be doing this right now because there's no standard. So I think this bubble is what's working, and I think that you're seeing uh, people who aren't like who aren't thinking that way, like the MLB. MLB has to make a decision: Do we cancel the the Florida Marlins season tomorrow, or do we let them play and just uh, ignore the fact that they played six games less than everyone else? Like these are the thoughts that are going in that people don't have to think about. Like. In all seriousness, the Florida Marlins season could end and all the other teams are still playing because they've got hit by 17 players with coronavirus. That's just not, that's mismanagement. Whereas the bubble is keeping everyone safe. Everyone, everything that is sent in is basically quarantined before it is sent into these players. And I just don't understand why 
MLB didn't think this way. I think MLB, that leads to me to, to my point is, I think MLB is going to be one of the first teams, first teams, first sports to go away is because of just this mismanagement of this. They're losing hand over foot because of this mismanagement. That's just nuts to me. It's like, you have to make these decisions. Don't just hesitate. But because they've hesitated, now they're stumbling over their own feet. Mm-hmm. So uh, the commissioner of the NBA looked it up. Yeah, Adam Silver. Adam Silver. That's it. David. David Stern. David was the Stern old, was the, the commissioner. Old one. Yeah. Gotcha. Thank How you. Jack's brain works. I like to I didn't know it together. Yeah, just mash them together. Adam Silver. He's like, he's got a different neck than David Stern too. If you look yes. at him, <laughs> he's got oh, a long, they're very neck. different statures yeah, of very, people. He's a tall man, not a lot of hair. <laughs> but uh, anyway, nice. Dude, you're just throwing shots at people I didn't today. mean that as an insult. It's just, you know, characteristic. Yeah. But, um, okay, thinking about the NFL, it would be interesting to know how much revenue comes from people going to the games. Because the majority it's, of fans... It's, 40, it's like 43 to 46%. I can't remember which exact... The majority of fans do not go to the game. Yeah. But they still make week. a lot of money because of concessions, merchandise, right, yeah, and everything and there. $8 beers and everything. Oh, yeah. So, the way it looks like right now... You will not be allowed to have fans at game. I couldn't yeah. imagine seeing a coliseum full of fans. No social distancing or mask or whatever the case. It just yeah. doesn't seem reasonable. So, there, do you think that the NFL is going to do something like, "Hey, I know that our games have been free on broadcast news channels. Now we have to do like a pay per view. Like you have to pay for to watch the game." I don't think. I think that this year is a lot of trial and error. Um, I think that there's wiggle room. I think there's reserves and money where they can, hey, you know, we just will still, the standard is the standard. We'll keep it the same way, just no fans. I think next year is really going to be the breaking point if coronavirus continues, which let's be real. Like it's, it's a reality that we're going to have to deal with for probably at least, you know, six to six months to two more years. And I think that next year is going to be the scramble point for all these teams. I think you know, if they're talking about how they're losing hand over foot, lose, losing billions of dollars just to put these games out there, if that's a serious statistic, then these sports could cease to exist. Yeah, I, mean, I think you, so. Well, you already had, I saw in the news, a couple NFL players are opting out of the season. Oh, yeah. Like right now. And you think, why are they opting out? Are they opting out because they're afraid of getting coronavirus? Or are they opting out because they're th- saying, it's not going to be enough money for me to be worth my while? No, no, no. You think about it. Like, let's say uh, Michael Pierce, he's just signed a three-year, $27 million contract with the Minnesota Vikings. That's the real only reason I know he opted out. So because he opted out, because he has... Um, pre-existing conditions he gets a three hundred thousand dollar stipend for the year and and his three-year 27 million dollar contract starts next year so he still got three years with the vikings even though he opted out i think that a lot of these players are realizing it's like hey that nine million dollars sure that's a lot of money but it's not worth risking my life for right like we don't know the extent of this coronavirus and we're not here to be a fear-mongering podcast but we don't and you know people have died from this and that's the reality. And, you know, especially people who have breathing problems, which Michael Pierce has asthma. So he's like, hey, I'll take money. That's good enough money for me to live comfortably for a year. $300,000 is still good to live off of. Right. And save my body, save my family. You know, I can go go home and kiss my wife, you know, hang out with my mom who also has a pre-existing condition. They're starting to see that value. And I think that all these big-time players, because Michael Pierce, he was supposed to be, like, the big addition for the Vikings, like, all these big time players, uh, Dante Hightower for the Patriots, like yeah, I saw they're all opting out, and you know it's going to get to a point where people are like, I don't want to watch the NFL if he's not playing, and so there, that's another revenue you're going to lose because just people aren't just going to watch. So your ad revenue is going to go down from that, and it's just it's a it's a tumble that's could start, 
And right. I'm just curious, like, how far the tumble can go before they're said, let's cut it like the mm-hmm. XFL. What do you, uh, what are your thoughts about, you know, so a lot of these stadiums, they make a um, constant year round income mm-hmm. based on concerts, events, those kind of things. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, which are not happening at this point. Mm-hmm. So um, not only are the teams losing money, but the stadiums, which a lot of times are independent yeah. um, and just have contracts with, uh, you know, major league teams, mm-hmm. like, what do you think happens to them? So, and that's an, that's another interesting topic. It's not just because of coronavirus, but Black Lives Matter. You're starting to see advertisers pull out of you know teams just because of you know past indiscretions. So, I think that going forward, um, you might start seeing the collapse of what, what I don't know what you would call that society, but like the gatherings of anything. So, you're going to start seeing like hey, we're going to have to shut down the stadium because we can't afford to keep it open. We can't even afford to put the lights on for your football mm-hmm. game. I think that it'll be interesting. And that's why I think to conserve money for the NFL, it would be smart to do like a bubble mm-hmm. and uh, you know have one stadium. That way that stadium is being run well. Everything's being kept to standard. All the players are kept safe. But, I mean, that's a good reality. I've never even thought about it. Those stadiums are the ones hurting probably the most. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, in the area that we live, mm-hmm. uh, you know, our our city and, and county and everybody just invested a crazy amount of money to bring the Atlanta Braves uh, here. So forty two million. Um, oh, <laughs> ouch. Yeah, and um, so you know that's a and we, you know, tore down everything so that we could build that. And yep. I mean, it's beautiful. Don't it get is. me wrong; like it it's is. a beautiful stadium. Uh, the the whole Welland Park. Is... There's, there's a restaurant open in the stadium. Yeah, I know. You know, so <laughs> that's it. You can um, still eat there. Yeah, yeah, you can still huh. eat there. I, I was um, curious though. They had posted on social media the other day about uh, still like they had a spring training game or something that I, was. That's a, I don't know. Um, the, they the Braves have had like they had like three or four games that were technically spring training, but I think they were being played in like the host cities. Gotcha. So it's being played like in Atlanta or if the Marlins played, it was in Miami and stuff like that. But they weren't being played here. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, so, you know, my, my thought is, is like some of these towns. So, the, I mean, the, yeah. the the ripple effect here oh, yeah. is is massive. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, pro sports brings a lot of economic, uh, mm-hmm. you know, development. It brings um, impact to many different cities and those kind of yeah. things. You know, so from my side, sitting back on an entrepreneurial side, mm-hmm. I will. I'm looking and I'm like, okay, so what can these teams do to make some extra money to help bring this yeah. bring this in? You know, I looked at, like, for instance, like the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you weren't able to go to the PGA Tour, and, right. you know, and and participate in those. But um, for nine ninety nine a month, you can have access to all of their you know things live, recaps, all of those kind of things, right? Yeah. So I was like, well, what are these guys like? What if the NFL did like helmet cams, you know? They should have like, been a long time ago. Yeah, so like for, you know, $39.99 a month or whatever, you've got access to your team's helmet cams where you could switch back and forth. You hear this NFL? Hire Ben for this. Yeah. <laughs> Do not steal my idea. Yeah. <laughs> it is potentially trademarked. Let's put a copyright right there. The offensive right lineman there. helmet cam is like real discount rate. Oh like $10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Staring at a huge team yeah. with the lineman. And you get it. throwing up yeah. just yeah. watching it. And you get a uh, free trial on the kicker. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yikes. 
<laughs> you know, um, so then I was thinking like, you know, special uh, member member only content, like, mm-hmm. you know, season pass holders. Yeah. Like, what can they get? You know, maybe it's special jerseys or something like that mm-hmm. that only season pass holders can access. You know, you got to make yeah. these things that are... Uh, bring value to Bring it. value, yeah. exactly. And, you know, the stadium aspect, I'm... I, when you said, you know, the Black Lives Matter, all this kind of stuff is happening and gatherings are going to be kind of uh, null and void, we could see a dip where it goes down, where there may be a time period where we don't. But then America's going to get tired and we're going to do what America does again and everybody's going to start gathering no matter what. So, uh, uh, yeah, just chuck the Chain Smokers concert this past weekend. Yeah, exactly. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. So, you know, I, I have a feeling that, you know, we may end up seeing. Uh, the the no name stadiums, which yeah. would be you know we won't see Gillette Stadium anymore. It'll yeah. be you know the Patriot Stadium. Mm-hmm. Maybe these teams are going to have to funnel money into the stadium instead of advertisers. Oh no! So the, you're telling me that the cities don't have to pay for the stadiums? That the owners need to pay for the stadiums? Wah wah wah! <laughs> you got billions of dollars. In the city paid for the like this. It's going to be water fountains only. Do you want to drink? So water fountain. Good here, here's the funny thing. I think they're first. They're going to try to say, "Listen, our advertisers are pulling out. We need more money from the city." Mm, of and course. And they're going to be like, well, we'll give you another $20 million. See, and that's what happens. So you'll see cities like, you know, Minneapolis, they they threw money at them to keep the Vikings here. Because there's talks like, they were like, oh, yeah, we're in talks with other cities to leave, blah, blah, blah. And like, so the cities had to pony up the money. And it's mm-hmm. just like, at the end of the day, you own the team. Why don't you own the stadium? Like, not yeah. the, not the city has to put in, you know, half a billion dollars for the stadium. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, for me and like... A lot of people like that I've talked to about sports right now. They're always like, they're like, this is this is on the commissioner. The commissioner needs to figure this out. And I was like, yeah, the commissioner works for the owners. I like the stop being ignorant. That the reason that these people are or we're getting you know screwed up in the system is because of the owners. The owners have one prerogative. Sure, they might be somewhat fans of the team, but they're looking to make money. Absolutely, that's that's their mindset. They're just going in there like, hey, how can I make a quick buck here? I, I just look at David. Like, I'm just spacing out. Sorry, no, but I didn't know. <laughs> That's about a great it. thing to admit on a I'm podcast. Sorry, I'm sorry. I was thinking about how cities have to pony up money for the stadiums. I never thought about that before. But like Ben was saying, Gillette Stadium, Gillette's the company. Dude, when the Atlanta Braves came here, they basically we had to outbid the competition. Like right. that's the out the insane part is like. What, sure, we should just be able to give you the land. That should be what the city supplies. Hey, here's the land for your charge. Boom, you build the stadium. The stadium's at your yeah. cost. Mm-hmm. But it's not. The city still has to pay money right. for them yeah. to help build. Yeah. And on top of it, not only now we have to take care of infrastructure. Yep. And like, for, you know, mentioning the Braves, we had to put a fire station in there mm-hmm. and employ how many people mm-hmm. to be at that fire station? So like I mean it, it's it's more of the city's expenses. Yeah, a lot of job of, losses too. All the people that work at the stadiums and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like you know, when they're good and everything's you know okay, it's a great economic oh, impact, yeah. and that's how these stadiums sell it. You know they sell it. It's a great you know. It'll bring but, in revenue. Exactly, and that's how the city of Northport sold it. Mm-hmm. it you know and. And it's true. It's it going to bring in a lot of It'll money. pay for itself. It'll pay for itself. I'm not going to deny that. Absolutely. But the reality is is we're we're in a pandemic right now. Mm-hmm. And so there's no money coming in from that, you know. So w- what do we do? 
And, um, you know, so that, that the stadiums are going to take a hit, you know, and, and that's something that, you know, I think needs to be thought about. And the, the reality of the situation, and I'm going to go a little bit on a rabbit trail is my frustration right. is seeing these owners, like everyone's applauding, like, oh, this owner paid the the salary for some of these workers for three months. And it's like, why are we applauding that? That should be done automatically. Like, these are your workers. Like, it's not their fault that they don't have it. Like, there's not work being done. When you have billions of dollars, you have an, you have a, a I don't want to say. You, obligation. You, obligation to pay for these people. Because, hey, they chose to work for you. They chose to put all their eggs in your basket. What are you doing to show them that, like, hey, I trust you and I believe in your work. And it's just like, no, the moment you're. You know, there's a little bit of struggle. The first person who's going out is the guy getting seven twenty-five an hour for scooping popcorn, and it's like that guy's the guy making you a crap ton of money every year, and you're just gonna treat him like trash. And we're just supposed to sit there and applaud you because you decide to pay his salary for three months, but after that, we're cutting it. Like I just I don't understand this this aplomb that we're just ignoring that these owners. The owners are the wrong people right now. Like that's the issue, and I don't understand why we're not discussing it more often in the media. But I mean, it makes sense because the media is controlled by the owners. But it's just—it's my frustration right there. It will be interesting to see how it all pans out because the economic effects of this are going to be. Oh, I, I think, in, in all sincere uh, seriousness, I think that it's going to—it's going to suck for this year. But next year, it's because money will be on the line next year. It's like, nope, we're going back to business as always. doesn't matter if people get sick. If they want to come to the games, mm-hmm. they can sign a waiver. Boom, we're, we're making money off of them. Well, Absolutely. I know that they have testing kits that give results. And I don't know how legitimate the testing yeah. kits are. But you can get like 30-minute results. And you think if anybody can afford that, it'd be professional sports organizations. Just test everybody that comes in. If they really have a problem with it. Add a five dollar charge to the tickets. No one's gonna notice <laughs> it anyways. Fee. Yeah, no one's gonna <laughs> notice it anyways because the tickets are so stupid yeah. expensive. I will say this: if the NFL requires their players to wear face masks while they play, I'm it's a hoax. I'm just calling it out right now. It's a hoax. You already saw that the Carolina Panthers are already testing out masks for it. That's so we do. your body is on top of other bodies the yeah. whole game. Yeah, you're gonna be drinking sweat of other yeah. players on on accident. Drinking sweat just. Like, that's the reality. You see it on the helmet cam. The offensive lineman just, <laughs> just slurping. Oh, he's drinking sweat. Oh, we should have got the running back. We should have paid extra for the running back package. Dad, why do we got to be poor like this? <laughs> so do we think that I, I we will get all a little bit off of sports. So do we think coronavirus is going to continue affecting our economic climate like it is? How long? What are, you, what are we putting an estimate on this? Or is that even smart to put an estimate on this? When's election day? Oh, oh. Ben said it. Well, remember when this first started? They were like two weeks, and then they're like Easter and whatever, blah blah blah. <laughs> and now, I mean, I, I don't watch much news, but from what I've heard in the ambience of my life, is that cases in Florida are just rising. And I work at a restaurant. The people do not care. No. And, and you know, our essential workers are like restaurant staff. Yeah. It's like this is not essential. This is just income based. Yeah. Basically. Like yeah. What can, People don't want to make their own food. Yeah. yeah. Who can work and it's not a big deal and we can still have our some of our commodities. So 
You I'm are sorry. essential because we're America. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> America. America. <laughs> not to get on the protest, but you see all these people protesting, you know, and everyone who's who's protesting, most of them are more on the left. And then you have all these people who are saying, oh, I don't want to wear a mask, are mostly on the right. I Which mean, is interesting that it lines up like that. You, do you see that? Though, yes. right? So it seems like both sides honestly could give two craps about it. And they're just like, you know, if it benefits me, Forget it. I'm gonna. I'll put a mask on if I'm on the left, and I'll go out in there and protest. If I'm the right, I'm not wearing a mask. It, it just scares me when a position like where to wear a mask or not falls under partisan lines. That's when yes. I say that's media manipulation mm-hmm. oh, because 100%. they don't correlate. Like no. just because you're Republican shouldn't affect your uh, opinion on whether or not to wear a mask, yeah. and vice versa. So that's when I'm like people. I think we're we're being directed more than we're carving our own path. Conspiracy yeah. day. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna say this, and you know, you know me. I, I try to stay out of politics. I try to stay out of those kind of things. Um, we can't anymore. <laughs> yeah, like for me, I I'm tired of just going with the flow and those kind of things. I you know, I was talking to a friend today, and I was just like, you know what? I, I'm really I, I'm sick and tired of being fed all this crap of. Um, oh my gosh, all these cases are rising, all this stuff, like, you know, what are we going to do? What are we going to do with life? You know, I'm I'm tired of going to the grocery store. I'm not going to go to the grocery store anymore. Oh, Walmart's now requiring masks. Like, I'm going to go shop at Winn-Dixie because they're not requiring masks. Like, uh, whip-dee-doo-dah. Like, whip-dee-doo-dah. Like, everybody's going to live life, okay? And I think that's the motion that we all have to realize is let's go forward. Let's live life. Mm. Everybody do their part and protect yourself. Like, be safe, Mm. okay? If I don't like wearing masks, all of these companies have made it perfectly easy for me to get my groceries or (laughs) items without wearing a mask. We don't have to boycott Walmart because they're making sure (laughs) they're making people wear a mask, okay? Uh. Like... I love seeing the right be the people who are boycotting Walmart. Like, it makes zero sense. Yeah. I know. Like, <laughs> these are the people who are, like, one, donating heavily to your presidential campaigns. Yes. Um, two, like, running your presidential campaigns. Um, and three, dictating your laws. Yeah. So, like, just go with it. And I'm sorry, you boycotting Walmart's not going to make a difference. They have enough money. Like, They'll be okay. I mean, what happened when everybody boycotted Starbucks over the straw oh, gosh. thing? Uh, Starbucks is still there, yeah. and they're still giving straws away. Like, yeah, I mean, their coffee still sucks. One of the best tweets I saw recently was uh, some woman was like, uh, was saying like, you should be wearing a mask, and if you like, if you don't, then you can go to. Uh, I mean, sorry, the, uh, vice versa. If you don't wear a mask, then you should. Uh, go overseas or like go to a different yeah. country and then it's like the guy the woman was like yeah I tr- I would love to go to a different country but I can't because they're enforcing us to wear a mask and they think America's are America's full of idiots yeah exactly and, and that's the reality somebody um said I'm they sorry were like, for butchering that yeah. no you're okay uh, somebody said sense. the other day they were like um wow now they're making us wear masks like China's like we've been doing this forever yeah. like yeah. they were like yeah. before coronavirus like We've had to wear masks. Like I, I don't. Get, I would love to see like someone. And uh, granted, as soon as a study's done, someone's gonna be like, "No, nah, that was that nah, was done by a Democrat. It's not gonna be done." <laughs> but like a study that's done, like, does your immune system actually get affected by wearing a mask? No, it doesn't. Yeah, no. Um, 
so I have some friends and you know family who's in uh, you know medical and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, it was funny. They were all like, "Oh, you know, I can't wear a mask." You know, uh, people come into the doctor's office. They're like, "Oh, I can't wear a mask because I, I can't breathe," you know, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So they were like, "Here, I want you to not wear your mask, and we're gonna put that pulse ox oh, yeah, on yeah, your yeah, finger, yeah. right?" And they're, it's all over YouTube. You can yeah. watch it. And then they're like, "Okay." Now put the mask on, Jeez. and it doesn't drop at all. It's so ridiculous. You see this, and it's like, that's the new norm. It's just because it's like, and I, I, I love the point you made, David, is when this becomes a partisan split, this is the issue in itself. Mm-hmm. Is like, it's literally, the left says we should be wearing a mask all the time. The right's just like, eh. I don't want to wear the, and I'm not saying the right is wrong. Yeah. I, actually, I'm saying the right is wrong, and that's that's crazy because I work for the Republican Party. But I'll say, oh, not anymore. I, yeah, probably He's not. fired. <laughs> But no, I. It's just it's crazy when we let politics dictate how we live our lives. Just because you know the politician we like and admire says not to wear a mask doesn't mean it's good for our health. Yeah, it just blows my mind. And well, and one of the thing that's interesting is it's super nuanced because the idea of wearing the mask is caught up with the idea of governmental control and in the individual. Exactly. Life. Yes. And on the right, you have people who say, "Hey." Less government control, more individual freedom. And it's the same movement behind the Confederate flag. Yep. Saying, hey, we don't like federal control. We like states' rights. Mm-hmm. And now you see the demonization of the Confederate flag for justifiable mm-hmm. reasons. But then you have the right come up and want to defend the idea behind that without seeing the left's opinion that it represents racism mm-hmm. in old America. Which, yeah. you know, both those things are happening. But yeah. because people don't want to see the other side, they can't understand. And then you have the left, which is more like, all right, government, tell us how to run our lives. Mm-hmm. Saying, wear your mask because you don't want to help out your common person. It's not that big of a deal. And the right saying, it is a big deal. This is the government trying to run my life. This is you trying to run my life. I can mm-hmm. do what I want. So it's just like further dividing of the partisan yeah. groups, which is... All to the government's benefit. And they're all like, oh, yeah, don't forget to pay your taxes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever you do, <laughs> yeah. pay your taxes, yeah. please. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, I, was, I was telling somebody the other day. The I was lizard like, people. I think what needs to happen is everybody right. who's in the South, they just need to get masks with the Confederate flag on them. Oh, wow. Like, oh, like, oh, 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 take that. I was like, take it off. Wait, yeah. no, leave it on. Wait, I know. That's trouble. I was like, this is this is just ridiculous. I love love watching like so i was at a uh uh like a political event and i just see all these people wearing like political masks Mm -hmm. and stuff and i'm like this is the stupidest thing ridiculous i don't like like masks yeah i I just don't like the cultural phenomenon that's happening like people doing custom masks and expressing trump or biden on their masks. first off they're wearing cloth masks which really don't block out much let's be real so it's like oh thanks thanks for endangering me by wearing your mask and it's just like (laughs) Like how about we just wear what the like like is regulated for us? Face shields. Face shields. Face shields. Um, I would love for that. So it's little snot notes. Kids found, aren't running around. I found something that I wanted to uh, share with you guys. Um, it was I was talking. I was telling you I was talking to a friend today, and and I said I love how the government comes out and says, oh, you know, hey, here's what's happening with coronavirus, like, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, it's the you know the like it came out of the Bible or something like that. <laughs> And then all of these, you know, doctors and, you know, healthcare professionals are like, here's really what's happening. And people are, you know, um, you know, here's how that's kind of happened. And everyone's like, oh, you know, shut them down, shut them down. They don't know what they're talking about. Like, what is, what's your thought about that? So I think that 
So we're all Christians here. And, you know, if you're not a Christian, you listen to this podcast. I know a lot of you reached out and said, we get too Christian on our podcast. But guess what? It's our podcast. We can choose to do that. Yep. I think one of the dangerous things is a, uh, a Christian leader can do is romanticize fighting the government over this issue. And I think you see a lot yeah. of a lot of leaders doing this. And yeah. Um, was it Charles Stanley who decided to shut down his church for Andy Stanley? Andy Stanley, thank you. Shut down his church for the rest of the year, and he's like, "Look, you know, we don't know what this extent is. You know, we're trusting God in this, and mm-hmm. we're shutting our church down." I think that it goes by a church base basis, church yeah, church by church basis. Yeah, and I think that standing up to the government is not the right voice for this. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a dangerous precedent you're setting. Because then it shows that the people underneath you, oh, I don't have to listen to what the government says. And in the Bible, it very distinctively says, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. And, you know, our, our modern day Caesar is telling us, hey, you should be wearing masks. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about Trump as our Caesar, but I'm saying like the government as a right. whole is saying we need to wear a mask because it's for your health. People have died from this. Like, sure, the numbers may be skewed. We don't really know. I think yeah. nobody really, even Trump probably doesn't really know it's what the real statistics are. Yeah. yeah, nobody does. But at the end of the day, we what we do know is people have died from this. Yeah. There's mild cases. There's, there's very severe cases. At the end of the day, what does it hurt just throwing on a mask for peace of mind of your fellow you know, countryman? That's, yeah. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. I, I Every time I go to the grocery store and I don't wear a mask, me and my wife were talking about this. It was like, we get people give us dirty looks, and rightfully mm-hmm. so, because what does it matter? I can we we can afford yeah. masks. Let's just throw a mask on and make everyone happy. Yeah, yeah. I you know um, in the office that you know I'm working at, we had a conversation. We were talking, and we we're like, let's use a percentage based scale. You know, if um, if if we're chatting and you know we we're, we're we say, hey, listen, um, we know we can't be a hundred percent safe. All mm-hmm. right. But social distancing is going to get us 25% safe, mm-hmm. okay? Then let's social distance. If mask will bring us up to that 50% mark, then let's add masks. If yes. adding hand sanitizer and all that kind of stuff is going to get us to that 70% mark, then let's do that. Like, I know, nobody can say, hey, you're 100% safe from this. Yeah. But adding these little steps help bring that percentage rate up. If we're all just like middle fingers to the world... yeah. That's then the that's where we're at zero percent safety. Yeah. So I, I, you look at the church. You know, I, like I said, it's it's basis by basis. I think that the church is founded on that you need to be gathering. That's yeah. the fellowship is needed. You know, whether it's not embracing each other, it's still communicating with each other. And I think if the majority of your church is saying, "Hey, we're okay with gathering. We know what the risks are." You know, we'll do the best we can to protect the insurance of the church because there's yeah. insurance uh, issues behind it, and it's. Hey, if we can do these standards, let's do it. There's nothing wrong with that. That's not standing up and giving a middle finger to the government. Like, yeah. I I do have an issue when it's just like, oh, I don't. You don't wear a mask in my church. Like, that's an issue. Like, when you're straight, you know, going against everything that the government's telling you to for your safety. That's the issue. I mm-hmm. I have a, and we see that a lot of local leaders around us, like yeah. even people who are starting their own podcast just to voice. Things like this, like opinions like that. And that's a scary situation because if you're called to leadership, there's no way God's telling you that this is an okay Mm -hmm. stance to have because it's not biblical. Literally, we are called to respect and to honor. Mm -hmm. And this 
has and people who are doing this have zero respect yes and zero honor and listen i understand people have their own beliefs there's republicans there's democrats there's independents there's yeah. people who don't care like but at the same time at the end of the day we all got to lay our head down at night yeah so just like it puts on a bad name for everybody yeah you know when you've got people around here who are like no, I'm not, you know, no no face masks in my church, like yeah. all this kind of stuff. Um, and they don't say face masks. Yeah. Um, like, I'm just like, this is this is ridiculous. You guys are putting a bad name out for the entire church. So I, I don't want to throw you under the bus, David, but what is, I respect your dad. Your dad is a pastor himself. What is his thoughts? Like, so, what does he tell his so church? So first of all, I just like to appreciate the way you surmised the situation a couple minutes ago. Because I was trying to think like, why do I have a problem with these church, these mega church pastors saying, I'm not wearing a mask. We're not going to let, you know, the second Babylon control us and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> yes, I was oh, like, why do I have a problem with that? But at the same time, like my dad reopened his church and we set up social distancing in the pews and whatnot. And people can wear face masks if they want. People don't have to. And there's mm. hand sanitizer available. But there's still distance no matter what. Yeah. And yeah. we're not doing the like communion pass to people. It's all very privatized. So we're taking steps to be precautious. But at the same time, we are meeting. Yeah. And most yeah. of the people don't wear masks because they're like, we're taking the risk, basically, like you said. Yeah. And I think it's important. But they know the risk. Yeah. They know they're the not, risk. They're not saying you need to come here. And not wear that and, mask. And what yeah. they're not doing is using that choice to grandstand and be yes. like, guess what we're doing? We're saying no to the government because we <laughs> believe in God. And just and I think that is toxic. I think it's a problem because you're not making it about the right decision. You're making it about like more limelight on yourself. And I, th- I think the number one question that needs to be asked is, when did, when did listening to the government become fearful? 9-11. So you you think that's literally what it happened? No, I would. What you mean, like in the culture today, or like objectively? Yeah, the culture today. Because oh, I Trump. Like, I'd say Trump. So you think Trump brought that with himself? When Trump he was, was the first one where people started to say, "This guy is speaking lies. Like, don't listen to Trump. He's dangerous." And then he had the whole drinking bleach thing. (laughs) That didn't help. But you know what I mean? Like people really started. I mean, Republicans distrusted Obama when he was president, but it was more like sportsmanship but like see, yeah we don't really like him because he's not our guy i think a lot of people don't realize like oh that's not good uh i think a lot of people don't realize when you're in sort some sort of leadership position at in politics whether you're democrat or republican you do not have the right to dispute party lines that's why mitt romney is so weird for everyone because he's a republican but he's openly like going after trump which is a bad thing if you're if you're a politician you don't go after your leader especially mm-hmm. someone who's running for re-election and it's just it's so weird that we are so sold on party lines because like how do you expect government to work like why would you go into politics and granted i know it's because of money but why would you go into politics saying i want to help people when basically you're spitting on that because you refuse to reach around to the uh, reach to the other side yeah i i think it's it just shows that the system is pretty disconnected from the idea of helping the people at this well point. It, it comes down to who's got more money and who's funneling yeah. that money you know when they were voting on the first stimulus package and the republicans presented this and every one of the democrats were like i'm not voting yes on that because it was a republican mm. like um it was vice versa oh yeah, yeah yeah sorry um and i was like you all say 
when you take office, I am doing this for the American people. Yep, you take an oath. And you are like, no, Susie is going to be on that team. I'm not <laughs> playing for that team. I'm going to take my ball and go home. Exactly. Like, I have all the power. And that's the, that's the ridiculous situation. Is And you, I, it's funny. I, I, I'll be honest. In the past couple months, I've stopped watching the news. And I'd look at social media to get some of my news. And then I was just like, why am I doing this? I'm becoming one of those people who takes Facebook as news. And that's just ignorance. But I was just looking Facebook at... Facebook isn't news? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> We're going to have to have a baptism yeah. of fire, David. <laughs> but no, it's it's so crazy to see like these people are just like talking about the stimulus thing. And it's mm-hmm. like, we, we get taxed so much. Why can't we get some of our money back when we need it? Like, what are we doing with those taxes? Our taxes are supposed to help us. Why yeah. is it not helping me? And that's the reality of the situation is like there's people who literally had to live off of nothing until that stimulus check came. Yeah. And it's not because they weren't trying. It's just their job was shut down. Yeah. But they live paycheck to paycheck and they couldn't feed their family. And that's just yeah. that's so sad that like instead of reaching across the aisle and helping these people who are struggling to live, that it's like, no, I'm going home. Mm-hmm. See you. Peace. It's And I, I strongly believe... It's because none of these people who vote on our packages, vote on our relief, mm. vote on anything, know anything about what's going on in our, no. our... You know, they've never been in a position that you and I have been in. No, you can guarantee you take Trump to the store, he doesn't know what a gallon of milk costs and stuff like that. No, not at all. And it's so ridiculous because, you know, we had a second relief package that was great. Nancy Pelosi was the one who brought it. And obviously Trump vetoed it because it was Nancy Pelosi. And I'm just looking and I'm like, why are we not talking about this more? That he yeah. literally vetoed this because he doesn't like a woman. Yeah. I don't care what your problem is with someone individually. I could hate David. But if we we're going to work together to create something great that could, you know, help many people, I'd put that difference aside. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Why haven't you then, Jack? Why haven't you? <laughs> David, we don't come over We were going to do something great. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Some kind of hot air balloon system or something. We're gonna, we'll invent something one day. Okay. Rubber band guns. <laughs> but I just, it, it's the, one of the most frustrating this, uh, things to see as just yeah. a human being nowadays. It's like we put such a value on hating someone instead of putting a value on like reaching out and loving someone. It's so 100%. dumb. I, I don't mean to interrupt, no, but no, I no, will no. say like all this I feel like is true what we're saying about the government, but I think that the government reflects the state of the morals of the people today. Very good. And point. it's like you're like, hey, why do these government people all look out for themselves? But any average American put in that position would do the same thing. We think we're like heroes and everything, but say I become the manager at my restaurant and I'm like, I'm going to look out for the the little man. I'm going to mm-hmm. help him up. And then I'm just like, no, I'm going to see how much I can make the most money because screw those people. You know? It's the whole old adage where it's mm-hmm. easier to pull someone down than bring them up. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we're all right there. And I think it's a reflection, like I said, of our cultural average of morals. And I think sure. it'll be interesting because I think we're going to sway in a completely different direction once our generation becomes into power because we've seen what hurt looks like. And granted, there'll still be some bad seeds, but I definitely think that we're going to swing completely on the opposite side where it's going to be looking at universal, you know, healthcare, universal, uh, basic pay, all that is just because we're going to, we're going to look towards more equality. I think our generation is, is the one, obviously, you know, all these riots and whatnot, like we're, we're trying to stand up to inequality. And I think our generation is going to be the one and, you know, I don't give two craps if we're 
we are the generation who can't DIY or whatever or anything. We're going to be the generation that changes the world. And I think that the only way we can do that is by putting our voice out there and stating the facts, fighting against these these thoughts. What, what is the 1984? What did they call them? What was the bad thoughts called? Thought, thought crime. Thought crimes. I love that. That's such a good statement. Like, I just want to get rid of that. I just, I'm not saying where we all need to hold hands and love the world and blah, blah, blah. Like, I just think that we just need to become more cognizant of another person's emotion. Reach out to your neighbor. Yeah. And I think that's because I grew up predominantly Republican. Like, mm-hmm. you yeah, all three of us. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that the left understands more than the right is to be compassionate towards people. And where they go wrong is they put compassion over reason sometimes. Yes. And the right will say, well, the facts, facts, facts. And the left will say, but compassion, compassion, compassion. And if you could combine both, that would be cool. But if you just divide both, then... Not and, much. And changing the Washington... What is it? <laughs> the Washington football team. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. What the- a stupid... <laughs> what a stu- Okay, like, I get... First off, the Redskins logo was designed by a, an, an Indian American. What, what are, is that? Was that the right? Term? I don't know Native what you American. can say. Native now. American. Yeah, it's dangerous. Native American, and it's like the guy's like, I don't, I didn't find it offensive. <laughs> like I made it. Yeah. But it's like we swayed from one direction to the other. Like we're just gonna Washington football team. Like, <laughs> That's like so we, we can't call now. them the polar bears because we might be offending them. But the funniest thing was is like. Stay tuned. We're releasing yeah. the new name <laughs> yeah. on Friday. Yeah. And it was like, the Washington football team! Yeah, it was very dis- discouraging. I was, like, I was like, what's the name? Better names than that. <laughs> yes. Destroyers. Do you remember the Hot Boys? The Hot Boys. They, Dude, they, destroyed, us. Us. they destroyed us. Good. I remember <laughs> I shot a, I was shooting a three and a little five foot five guy came out and just swatted it. Yeah. We were outclassed big time. Dude, <laughs> why did they let some 10th grade kids have a team on that court? We need to go back there, Jack. So I we could be on the hot boys. I um I wanted to surprise you guys with a uh like a question. Oh boy. At the oh, um, wow. at the end of um yeah uh at the uh, end of the discussion. So we'll see how this goes. I wanted you all on this date of whatever this date is the thirtieth. Yeah, in July. 30th. I want you to make your presidential predictions. Bro, this is I can't do that. You can't too too soon. Have to. I predict violence, (laughs) regardless of the outcome. Wow, I like like it. Violence. I think that either side's gonna lose their mind if the one party wins. And the funny thing is, is so you'll see. (laughs) It's so true. You'll see like a small majority are fanatics for Biden. There's a small majority Mm -hmm. fanatics for Trump, but then there's Republicans who are like, I gotta vote for Trump because. I can't vote for Biden. And then it's like Democrats were like, I have to vote for Biden. And it's just like, if there was a third party person who could come up and I think it's Joe Jorgensen. Yeah. She, and she's, she's a great woman, but like, let's be real. No third parties ever have his chance. It's I, I was really hoping for someone formidable from the democratic party. And like, there just wasn't anything there that could stand any grounds. So I, I, I say all that to give you my answer. I, I have a hard time not seeing Trump win again. I really do. I think that the the right has done a phenomenal job in portraying him as some creepy, creepy dude who has been piggybacking on everyone else's accomplishments. Oh, Biden? Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think that it's he's he's being portrayed as someone not very together anymore. And yeah. I th- I think that that's going to be very key when it comes to these you know debates because like I said I will stand my ground and say that Trump is one of the best debaters hands down that I've ever seen and he's going to destroy Biden if he gets any opening where he just stutters or says someone's name wrong he's just going to he's going to eat him alive and I think yeah. that those elections people are going to see an old man and Trump who mm-hmm. Trump no matter what he does he's always looks healthy yeah like cuz and granted that you know a spray tan helps but at the end of the day, he never gives off the he gives off oozes power. Yeah. Whereas Biden oozes, I'm not altogether there anymore. Yeah. Which he's a, he was a great politician. I'm not taking that away from him, but not having the competence that he used to is going to be a, the downfall of him. Mm-hmm. I think. But who knows? Trump could say something completely outlandish, like everyone go home and drink bleach. You know, you'll feel better tomorrow. <laughs> I think for a slightly different reason that. Trump will win, and it's just because he's the best piece for the establishment right now to continue the agenda. Like, I think they like the Trump effect. Conspiracy, David! The Trump effect is a divisive effect, and as divisive as Biden would be, he would not be as inflammatory as Trump is. Like, he's not going to be tweeting stuff about whatever, horse face or whatever. Like, they like that effect. All my friends in politics, I've only seen one person sway from a Trump supporter to a Biden supporter. I've seen multiple Biden people switch over to Trump. And it's just based off the fact of competency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that this election cycle, people are going to look for competency over over party lines. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the majority of the left, the reason for voting for Biden, like you said, is because never Trump. Yeah. And I don't think never Trump is. You can't as, sell that. That's yeah. not as strong as the right who's like, Trump is, uh, he might be He's the a second steamroll. coming. Yeah. He yeah. might be the, yeah. you know. He might be God, mm-hmm. and which is also <laughs> far off. Yeah, but yeah. I'm saying like yeah. their voting base is more passionate for their guy instead yeah. of being anti the other side. Yeah, I was just Trump because of economic reasons. I was like, listen, the economy is going down. People are going to vote him. They're like, listen, he's a business guy. We'll get the economy back up. We'll get it good, and then he's out. So you know who also was a business guy? Herbert Hoover. Herbert Hoover. Hoover Dam. Great no. Depression. Um, oh, really? Hoover vacuums. Oh. <laughs> Hoover vacuums. No, I don't think he was part of. Or vac- vacuums. <laughs> but anyways, all right, <laughs> boys. That last joke sucked. I'm just. This was a fun day. I, I miss doing this with you guys. Back. Welcome back. We are back. Jack, Jack's hair looks great. Thanks, man. Thanks. You like the little beard lined up, man? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> I'm not a fan of it either. No, it looks good. It looks good. I don't you know got if I can. Some good stubble. I can't pull it off. No, all right, I guys. Think it looks good. That is it for us. Be sure to tune in next week for a whole new episode of this craziness. We love all you guys. Thank you so much for coming back. Till next time, pilgrims. Let's make America think again. Guess who just got back today? The wild eyed boys that had been away. Haven't changed, had much to say. But man, I still think them cats are crazy They were asking if you were around How you was, where you could be found I told them you were living downtown Driving all the old men crazy
was shaking what she'd got Man, when I tell you she was cool, she was red hot I mean she was steaming And that time over at Johnny's place Well, this chick got up and she slapped Johnny's face Man, we just fell about the place If that chick don't wanna know, forget her Now that the boys are here again 